So John is a, an insanely talented illustrator, uh, designer. Um, your branding work is really strong. I think that you know, nice. if anything, I want to do, I want to kind of like break this like conception of like you're just kind of like this. Thank like, you. Please do this like lettering. Like yeah. he, he moved to the country and now he just makes these beautiful letterful no, ones. No, it's that's not true. You deal with cli you deal with clients. You do branding. You collaborate with your wife. You do all like these like awesome really. Yeah, yeah. Kind of fun thing, so uh, like the Anvil Hotel, which is somehow affiliated with this hotel. Yeah, right. What's the connection on that? You know? um, There's a visual identity system. Yes, it was a visual identity system. The guys the, who run, I guess, the um, the company that opens up a lot of these hotels right. did the Anvil, and they, they, they did this place too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how did you end up finding out about that? Because, you know, last night I, it was such a beautiful, the, the, the best dinner it was really exciting, and I loved it. Got to talk with all these people who were heroes of mine and have these really in-depth, deep, very meta conversations. And I remember like coming home last night just being like, how did I get here? This is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of like a dream come true sort of thing. Right. So like, how did you find? Like, cause this is awesome. This is like, yeah. I'm not just saying that cause like I'm here. Like, I, like I'll be back. Like with or without. Like whether or not we continue to do this podcast, right. I love it here. It's how did awesome. you get looped in with this whole thing? Well, um. Uh, Studio Tech, who does like branding interiors and stuff for a lot of these types of hotels, restaurants, things like that, they hired me um, as kind of like a you know hired gun to come in and help with the branding for the Anvil. So I did that, and um, uh, it's kind of like out of nowhere, the guys from the Anvil, without realizing that I was the guy who did the branding, he was just like, "Hey, we want to work with you." I was like, "Cool, I, you already did." Yeah. <laughs> you did. I was like, like the logos and all that stuff. I did yeah, that. And they yeah. was like, "Oh, cool." So he's like, oh, oh shit. Yes. we got some other places, you know, whatever. He's right. like, have you got any ideas for cool stuff? And uh, they told me about this place. And I Did you do this one? Did you do this? No, 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 I didn't do this one. But I used to do a lot of work out here in Greenport. Yeah. Um, You're Long, Long Island. Long Island in the house. Long Island makes some noise. Bring you out, Long Island. Yeah. Woo woo. Long Island. Now, where I grew up in Long Island is a lot further away from here. Yeah. So this was still kind of like far away from me. But um, I'm from Bohemia. Because my family's from Bohemia. Uh, and, uh, probably like 45 minutes or an hour. Okay. Like closer to Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not Long Island. It's Long Island. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, this is Long Island. Yeah. We're, we're, at this point, like this far out, you're officially on Long Island. This is like wine area. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The ship guy, shipping guys, yeah. you know, wine, wine drinking people. The first time I came here, I was like, did I make a wrong turn? Am I in Long Island? There is no wrong turn. If you make a wrong turn, turn, you end up in the ocean. So right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very flat roads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So you, you met uh, with, up with these people, and it's so cool that you, that you got us here. Yeah, they just reached out. They said, these meet the creative guys. Do you know them? I was like, I don't know. They're hard to get in touch with. I know. And yeah. then I was like, let me see if I can work my magic. And I was like, hey, Rob. I got a cool thing, and you're like, awesome, I got it. Right. Well, I, I, like, I've been getting a lot of messages that say, like, we love what, what, like, uh, what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's good. And, and, I, and I collaborate along the way with my friend Josh Lepley, who's a huge influence to me. And uh, like, if, if this scales, like, I hope it will scale. Yeah. I want everyone to know that Josh Lepley was a huge force in this, one of those right. behind-the-scenes kind of guys. Like, you know, my wife is my rock. And Josh is my rock. Right. Uh, and Josh is going to be at uh, the next one. He's cool. super busy with agency nice. and everything. Uh, so, like, I, but outside of him, it's just been kind of just like me. And, and uh, people are kind of disappointed because they're like, 
It's just you? Yeah, I know. I was disappointed when I met you. Yeah, yeah. Just some big, some big-headed, like, awkward kid, like, ding dong. <laughs> I am here to talk to you for two hours. Like, <laughs> I was like, nope, wrong ass. <laughs> I saw Michael Beirut. I thought this was going to be, like, yeah. I thought this was going to be legit. I was like, nope, not well, really. That's, you know, there's two houses that way. And I, I, just <laughs> broke, I just broke my microphone at the time. We, like, yeah. sat across. We were, like, you had, like, your windows open. Yeah, it was beautiful that. Was it yeah. summertime? Summertime. Yeah, just talking shit with the summer, you know. And it's weird, because this whole time, poor Dustin. Dustin, give it up for Dustin, who's the videographer. He's doing this out of the goodness of his heart in a nice calm room from the sound of you. Like, uh, Don, uh, Dustin is a good, a good friend of mine, and like, the biggest thing that I'm trying to get across to him as a friend and from a place of unconditional love is that like, you know, like you can kind of like do anything and you can speak it into existence. And we sat in your, in, in your thing, in your, uh, your studio. This is it my thing, yeah. Yeah, we sat in your thing. Uh, but we, were, we sat in your studio, and I, I remember it vividly, like the, like the, the mosquitoes outside, and we were out in the middle of your house, which is in like the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but gorgeous, very gorgeous. It's a beautiful home. But I remember sitting there, and I was like, well, like I have these, like, you know, I just think it should be more authentic. I think it should be more real. I think there's a lot of pretentiousness and a lot of bullshit, and it's like, but I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And John, like, basically did the equivalent of, like, flipping the desk over and was like, ruffle the feathers, we're starting a movement. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And it's kind of funny because, like, now we're, now we're here, but you kind of encouraged me to be like, hey, if you don't like people, I'm like, tell them to go fuck themselves and move on with your life and, like, get, get what's good kind of thing. It's okay and now we're, like everybody. Right, yeah. Well, I always, I had it, like, um, a lot of people suck. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, I had it like I don't want to burn bridges. You're like, yeah. uh, if the people are like, if if they're not kind to you and they don't propel you forward, like, you reserve the right to not do that. I mean, you don't yeah. have to burn the bridge. You could just not go over it again. Yeah, you know? exactly. You're kind of like where you need to be. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's cool to kind of have this come to fruition. So let's right. jump into your story. Um, thank you for putting this together. Well, so. my, my pleasure. Makes, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I've been, I, I've just always been interested in this stuff. My whole entire life, you know, I come from a very creative family. Um, dad's a good, my dad's a carpenter. Yeah. yeah. Like Jesus. Like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And then my initials. Oh, that's a minister, full circle. Yeah. Oh my God, I think this. Yeah. <laughs> Are we connected right now? I think so. Yeah. Been, you got a red light on your face. That's I know. That's I know. Weird. I'm the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, your dad was a carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and my, my, my mother's a great artist, and you know my grandmother's an artist, and it's just like there's always like a, there's always been like creativity in my house. Yeah. You know, maybe not everybody. Your was, wife is more talented than you are. Sorry. Yes, my yes, infinitely more yeah. talented than I am. Sorry, Don. <laughs> no, that's good though. She deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. She does a lot to help me yes. during the day, and she's always behind the scenes, yeah. and she never gets credit. That's my wife holding it down does. over there. Shout out to all the powerful women in the building. <laughs> I'm just yeah, also, yeah. Give it up for John wife and my wife, and I love you. We just get up here and, you know, sound ignorant and they well, get to I work. mean, what happens is a lot of the times, like, I'll, I'll work on a project and, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I, I only trust so many people on... on Same, it's, it's like three. Yeah. So I'm sure all my, in the room tonight. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So I'll show my wife, she's like, no, that's stupid. You know, yeah. like, if she can tell me that, because she know, like, anyone else says it to me, I'll, you know, have a different response, but if she tells me something stupid, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you know, like... I feel like you have to trust the intuition of your significant other, otherwise it's, like, not going to be a good marriage. Well, I mean, if you don't... If you don't <laughs> I know, I mean, I mean that, though. I feel like if, if you don't trust, like, their judgment, then, like, why are you spending the rest of your life with them? Well, like, if you think they have bad taste, then what does it say about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have kids together, and have, and have even shittier taste yeah. from your kids, yeah. Like, my wife has really bad taste in everything, but... Yeah. 
I'm a cool guy. Yeah. And I'm handsome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cool. It's so good. Yeah. She's coming on the podcast, by the way. And if she passes you, I'm going to let you know. Good. I hope so. I hope so. Cool. So, yeah, anyway, your story. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it, it's always been something that's ingrained in me. Yeah. And then kind of like, when I got a little bit older and I started playing in hardcore bands and stuff, it was a reason to be creative again. You know, like, there's only so much you can draw as a kid. Like, you draw and draw and draw and draw all the time, but, like, after a while, you're like, what's, for what? You're you know? Right. And yeah. then you forget about it and you, you find sports and you find friends or girls or anything that kind of, like, starts to pull you away from whatever you used to do as a kid. Yeah. And then uh, I did a lot of that like overnight, and, and this is so cool when I found out you did this because like I always like you know, not to sound weird, but I always kind of like idolize you. So like when I when I met you and I found out that like you you like stayed up all night doing kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you would like you uh, our first talk and you were like yeah I used to blow my friends off in high school and stay home and do like the clipping mask on Photoshop and like layer mask and like you know comp like you know. People's heads on stuff like yeah. I was into that sort of thing. I totally relate to that. I love that. I think that's it so was cool. like it was one of those things too, where it's like my parents understand what I do, and I know a lot of creative people have parents that have no idea what they do, and it's like if you go home for Thanksgiving or something, like oh, so what are you doing? Like ah, never mind. Yeah. Freel- you know? I'm freelancing. What do they do? Me? Yeah, like like my family is not like that. My family totally gets it. Right. My family has input in things that I do. They're makers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But, like, when I started, when I was, like, 12 or 13, and I had a, a Gateway 2000 computer out of the cow box, and... I missed those. Yeah. And I wanted those, too. Yeah. My first computer. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't my first computer. Dude, you just my, brought up some weird, like... The cow box. That, yeah. was, that was branding. That's good branding, you know? And then, like, and then the color... And then later, the, the colored Mac. Remember the first yeah. time the Mac the was, iMac, like, uh, bright red? The, the iMac. Yeah, when something like that. Like, it was made out of candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a Jolly like Rancher kind of yeah, like right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a designer thing to say, like a yeah. dollar ranch. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, I used to spend so much time on the computer, like, just playing with Photoshop and, like, playing with, like, lens flares and bevels and all yeah. that stupid shit like that. And my dad would be like, you need to go outside and throw the fucking computer out the window. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, my dad, too. I'm doing thing, stuff, yeah. dad. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. But, now, you know, like, my parents say, like, looking back, they're like, oh, well, like, it makes sense what you were doing now. Cause, yeah. You know, like... I always tell my dad, because I'm not there yet, I haven't like made it yet. I mean this is pretty like I'm pretty legit. But like yeah. <laughs> but like I always tell my dad, it's like, listen dad, you may not understand me, but one day you will swim in my pool and I'm gonna stare at you as you sw- as you float around in my pool and I don't know that I was right and I knew I was right all alone. My dad swims in my pool. I, I have to get a house with a pool. I have to get a house with a pool. I back myself into a corner. Right? Oh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario is you have a pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Above ground pool, it doesn't really matter. It's specific. It's just great to float in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So we're going to open it up to questions on Instagram Live in the Q&A. Um, I, I, I want to do a couple more questions with you. And, uh, yeah, sure. A little more like, you know. Yeah, right. Let's get serious. So... For entry level creatives, that's what this podcast is all about. Right. Bridging the gap, right. realizing that you don't have to work for, for pretentious people who dress up like penguins and go to the south of France and are just like, yay, we're preserving the arts, but really, like, they're sociopaths and weirdos. And you don't have to subscribe to that way of thinking. You can kind of just, like, make it your own and do what you love and put it out into the universe. Right. Right or wrong. Right. No, I mean, like, like I've always loved art. I love creative, the creative, any type of creative scene. I've always liked, you know, like I said, I used to play in hardcore bands. I spent a lot of time in 
places the size of this filled with like three times the amount of sweaty people in it yeah. yelling and a little fighting. more intimate right a little more quiet yeah you know quiet yeah. you know like quiet and like that's polite. the only reason why i only have this many people here <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like when you get you know like when you're involved in like a community like that you start to feel um like worth as a person because mm -hmm. you understand like the things that you think and the things that you do you know, do have value to people, maybe not to the people that you're interacting with every single day, mm -hmm. but there are still people that appreciate and understand where you're coming from. And just getting into art and design and all that stuff, like, I've, it's something I've always wanted from my life. And the further and further I got into design, the further and further I felt like I stuck out like a sore thumb. It was just like, you, I don't... You and Juan sticking out together. Well, <laughs> you guys talked about it yesterday, like, <laughs> me and Juan, we spotted each other. Yeah, tell the story. The so, so Juan, he spoke last night. Give that for, for, for Juan again. Okay. Crushed it last night. So you guys have a kind of a fun story. We're not going to go too, don't worry. Yeah. Juan's looking at me like, Billy. Mm -hmm. like, I told that story already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but just, so I heard his side of the story. Yeah. I always do this with you guys. Uh, actually, I did. That's because we're the only two guys in graphic design that look like this. I know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did, you got your guys, uh, your guys. That's Long Island coming Yeah, it is, yeah. I did your guys, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did your uh, podcast on the same day, and you guys yeah, kind of right. talked back and forth. Yeah, 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 cool. <laughs> But, but, you know, for people that are kind of in that, coming from that unconventional place and that look to you as an inspiration, yeah. this is a good question. I can feel, I can feel like that. Yeah, I, go I, for just it. Just from that beginning. Let's see if I can write it out. Yeah. Like, you are that guy. You represent those people. Like my, my buddy Josh, he loves you. Cool. Because, it, yeah. Oh, he's like a killer, too. Yeah, he's yeah. not just like good. anybody. He's a real, like, practitioner good. within our field. Yeah. I mean, he can do anything. He's worked great. He's worked all these different places. But, like, what he admires about you is like your honesty and your transparency and, and your kind of grit. And you're so different than that stereotype. It's the people who, who, who put importance on themselves um, without, without merit or without you know, um, recognizing that other people exist and that other people right. have lives no and choices and feelings <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? So it's like whenever you're working with somebody, you come across someone in our field that's like, a total asshole. Yeah. You know, you just like you can see right through them. You can see like, you know, maybe they're insecure or maybe they were bullied right. or whatever, and they use the slight amount of like clout that they have right. to hold over someone else's head because now it's their opportunity yeah. to be to be cool or to be important. Right. But that's not and what those this people. Oh man, like sorry to interrupt you, but like, those people like, for people that are in, kind of like networking and find, like dealing with those people, those people are the first people to just fold up. Oh yeah. Uh, under anything, because it's like they treat they treat you as if, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to be real. Right. It's like people people interact with pretentious people. They, they don't have, like they're just leaving, and they're just like, is this how it's just like is this how it is? I'm just getting my chops. And what I loved about meeting you was you were like, no, dude, like, no, no, no. Well, you need to, to hang around the wands and, and those people. Like find those people and then make those people your people. Well, if you. If you are being yourself and you're being honest with yourself and you're being honest with everyone else, like there's, I told Santa Claus. there's nothing to fold over yeah. because you can't. You're not. There's no facade that you're gonna lose. There's, you're not, right. They can't defend know? the facade. That's yeah, what, like it's like at. it's like if I was just walking around with a British accent trying to act like I went to Oxford and I'm like really smart. The second like. You know, if I drank, if I drank something, then all of a sudden I talk like I'm from Long Island. Like, right. That guy's a faker. He's a right, faker. Right, right. You know, like that's not. You know, it's way easier to be your like just be yourself. Stupid out you know? yourself. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sorry. Good questions you. or something? Yeah, yeah. Let's open up the questions. Give it up for John Contino. We're gonna jump into some questions.
We can do this all day. Dude. I know, I know. But John, John will be here tonight, and, and you've been working a lot lately, so yeah. I, I don't want to like... Uh, I have to get on a plane right after this, too. Yeah, so I, I know you're kind of like stressed yeah. so thank you for, for doing that. My let's let's hop it. into some fun questions uh, for, for, for John. Only fun questions, Yeah. Please. Well, let's, let's start with the room, because I want to give priority to the people that came out, and you know, this is my... I can't believe how quickly this has gone by, but like this is my last podcast tonight. Um, and then it's been like, wow, it's been so crazy. It really has been. And uh, I told myself I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. So, you know, we, we sold out the, um, we sold out, I'm going to get through this like good so I don't cry. We sold out, sold out, in quotes, like, you know, with the, the rooms that we had, we, we met our thing, we did all that. And the same day I found out, and for the sake of this, being in front of a thousand friggin' people or however many people and it's like I found out some really terrible news in my family that something that I thought I had kind of like escaped and then had moved on from but it didn't and you know like my, my family and the health of my family is so important to me and I also have like this this family you and Juan and then Jessica and everyone who's here this week um, without getting into the details of it you know, I wrote an article called like "Follow the Black Dog" about kind of following your heart and like navigating those difficult times. And it's like, it's fe- here we are, February again, and I'm here with you and 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 with all these different people. And like the juxtaposition of that, like, and I was saying this to Dustin last night, but I really want to make sure that I get this across during this weekend. Like the juxtaposition of being here and and this for me is fulfilling my wildest dreams. This is like, you know, you got to meet the Yankees. This is kind of like what that feels like for me, you know? Hello, yeah. Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. Like if Derek Jeter was like, yo, you want to do a live podcast? I would say no, like, you fuck s- yeah, I want to do a live no, podcast. No, I would say no, you're a traitor. You're in yeah, Miami. yeah, yeah. Get out of my face. No, for sure, for sure. I've thought a lot about what's important in my life, and that stuff, anyone who's been through it, I know you have a lot of hardships in your life, it's like, it's like open heart surgery, and it's really, really difficult. I feel like life is really fleeting, and I feel like these these moments where we can kind of all come together, and the lunch that we had this afternoon, and the dinner that we had last night, and like these little moments, it's like, you may not get the job, you may not like do it, but like your your intent is everything, and like life really like it can it can be like it can be stripped away, and and, and yeah. being here and being with every every single person who bought a room this weekend. I cannot begin to express how grateful I am for you guys doing that, how much it, it has kept me in positive spirits at a time where like, <laughs> without getting into the details, it was like rock bottom, and then I got a phone call from, from Brian, like, you sold it out. And I was like, fuck. You know, it's just like, wow, life is crazy. But I've never been more grateful, I've never been more hungry, and I've never been like more excited about this initiative, and for people like you, and for everyone that's come through. Um, you really, you guys, the, the light that you guys have brought into my fucking dark situation. I want to thank you and Jessica and Juan and everyone here for doing that. So, and Ahmed, sorry. <laughs> Love you, Ahmed. But uh, yeah, you know, I just want to thank you guys for that. And uh, without you, this would have been fucking horrible. Okay? Thank you. All right, let's open it up to some questions in the room. Sorry for getting all emotional. I just wanted to be honest with you guys. This weekend is about transparency and openness. And I couldn't go on 
finishing out this weekend without saying that. And thank you, by the way, you were there when the shit hit the fan, for lack of a better word. You were there. I love you, brother. Thank you. Happy Appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, let's, let's open it up. Mike, let's go, baby. The question better not suck again. I'll swat it down. Yes. So, uh, two things, John. Let's go, Yanks. Yes. Um, so, you just did a project with Nike. Can you explain your collaboration with them? I know that they're very creative, they're open mindedness. Can you like, dive into that and like, explain your story? I love your work, man. I love it. The one with the, the bright green? I like yeah, yeah, the yeah. other one with the bright green one, though, with like the, the truck and shit. Yeah. I love that. You gotta update your website too, bro. Like the fucking design community is waiting. It's in the middle. We've been waiting for years, John. Update your goddamn website. Can I tell you, my my business managers are like, what have you been doing? When is your website gonna like finally go up? And I'm like, just can you can please like you you get that that Yankee Doodle Dandy Company that food truck. That's a great yeah. Oh, there's a lot. It's it's coming. I promise. But I've been busy. I got a book coming out. Everybody is. It's called Brand Congratulations, Fighting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out in the fall. Cool. And it's going to span about 10 years worth of work. Cool. Your wife's going to write a book and it's going to outsell that. Good. I hope so. Good, because then I can relax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you love this. So I've been working on a book. I've been working on a whole bunch of stuff that's kept me really busy. So there's a big website. Because there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a lot more people that I work with on a daily basis now. It's not just me. There's like this whole thing. It's a much bigger. I'll work for you, bro. I'll put it out being that serious. I'll work for you. If you work for me for the same amount that your wife gets paid, then you can work for me. Swag. <laughs> so the Nike. Big, that's a big goose egg. <laughs> the Nike working with Nike is very cool because they are unlike most clients in that they will actually tell you that they want you to be crazier. Like if for the, the VCXC yeah. project, for example, um, they were just like, you know, we want it to be like this, like X, Y, and Z. So I sit there and I'm designing and I'm like, here, this is, this is great. But like on the inside, I was just like, eh, it's mediocre. But like as I'm giving it to them, I'm like they're going to love it. It'll be great. Like it'll be good. And the guy was You're just gonna like, You're going to buy them. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy was just like, can you just like make it crazier? Like it just feels like it hey, needs to be crazy. Hey, hey, man up, John. This yeah. is Nike you're talking about. Well, so yeah. when someone <laughs> says that to you, you just go, oh, thank God. Like I can, right. like, like I can, okay. I oh, can word? Actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you can just kind of be yourself. Yeah. And that's, and that's what a lot of, Nike is, Nike is cool like that because they will do that. You know, they. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was good, that was good. Just yeah, approved, the copyright approved. That's how they, I mean, that, that's really how they do it. They're very, they're very open about like letting you like run wild and do crazy stuff and, yeah. and, and really like allowing you to, to be uh, like, like an insane person and a lot of the times letting it go, you know, and, and that happens more often than not with them. Because their work is, uh, I mean, Look, there's Nike commercials that you see on... I love Nike. By the way... Nike is a great... It, they're a mega company, and I'm, I'm sure they're evil in a million different ways, but creatively speaking, yeah. they're, they're a great business. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. how you just like... like yeah, I love that. You're, yeah. you're, you're like, listen, you may have your talking points on that, but they're dope. No, so, yeah. <laughs> they are. They do well, cool stuff. Every, yeah. like, I get to do cool stuff with them. Other people get to do cool stuff with them. Like, I look at stuff that they do with other people. I'm like, why didn't they ask me to do that? That's yeah. awesome. I could do awesome stuff. Careful, you know, those guys like, might be in the room right now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, I, sure. they know how it is because they're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Well, when Rich worked at... Uh, uh, Rich too was it was the again like it's weird these little moments these little like micro moments turn into huge things. I met I met Rich too online because I, I knew Ju- so I met Justin G Mac and then I met Rich too 
Yeah. He was just a teepy looking, good looking dude, and I was like, his face would look good on, on Music Creative. So I, I messaged, I messaged <laughs> oh, him. We ended up becoming like great friends. Uh, but he worked at Nike in, Port, right. in Portland, and um, the, the the design like risk like risk is not the word. Like there were some projects that that were like crazy. Yeah. And they had, uh, and Nike for those of you who kind of have eclectic kind of taste in work, and I think that Juan and the people, the folks at Sunday Afternoon can speak to this as well. Nike and Adidas, both of those companies. But like they like you can get like psychedelic, and they're like, yeah. word looks dope. This is odd. We like it. You know? There's a lot of times when you work with Nike and they just say, cool. And that's the response, and then you're done. Yeah. And that's it. And you're just like, oh, okay. What was that? What was that? Uh, because this is a the, remember Abstract that Netflix came out. Paula Share was on it. And they yeah, had I didn't different watch people. It. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wasn't on it, so I didn't watch it. Shocker. You should have been on it. <laughs> you should have been on it. I was like, who yeah. cares about these people? Right, right, right. Who get me? But who's that guy who did does the Jordan thing? That, that's a really fun. I don't know his name, but if you go on Nike on uh, uh, Netflix. On abstract. I would like to watch it. There's a shoe designer from Nike. Tinker Hatfield. Tinker Hatfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you think, like you think John's cool? Tinker cooler. I'm really not watching it. Yeah. He's better than me. He, he surfs. I'm not watching it. His life is just so awesome. You're like, huh? Ah, surfing's not that cool. Surfing's yeah. not that cool. It is. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> uh, let's do another question. Good job, Mike. I love how you just gave yourself the thumbs up. You're like, that went well. I know I did. Cool. Anybody else have any questions? Because we have some questions online, but anybody else in the building? Where are you flying to? Yes, where are you flying to? I got you, Justin. Where are you flying to next? Wait, what was that? Where are you flying to next? Oh, where am I flying to? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, actually. His dad was a carpenter. He worked like Jesus with his hands. I'm flying to Florida for a business workshop for a professional sports team that I don't think I'm at liberty to talk about yet. Cool. Yeah. I love Florida. I'm a big fan of Florida. I heard a lot I, of I promise questions. transparency and you're not getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Don't get me sued. I have no money. Still working on that broke thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's for a train. Cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to Fort St. Lucie. Oh, that's for the Mets. Sorry. Los Santos. All right, here we go. Oh, we have some more questions. Cool. All right, so we're, uh, we'll do ladies first, just in the back, and we'll come right to you, and then, and then to Dustin. Dustin, you'll wait your turn. <laughs>
Yeah. That was fun. and we were young then too. Like we were really that was so that was me and my partner Matt Gordon at the time too. So we we uh, ran a design studio for years, and uh, God, what were we like twenty two years old or something like that maybe? So that was we, this. We were just like that's you want to talk about like trying to find work and all that. We were just kind of sticking out our noses where it didn't belong. But to, to to add to that before you got to that, can you just like build on that one little like piece of your story? So like you could find your way. And then you kind of start doing projects like that, but like when you were 22, you couldn't find work, and then you and your friends started making t-shirts? Yeah, we, How did that uh, happen? We, um, I mean, it's so funny. Uh, How did you get legit? Well, I, I, I did a lot of work for hardcore bands and stuff in high school and college and I freelanced in college and stuff. And by the time I was done with college, I was just like, oh, I can easily do this for a, for a living. Piece of cake. Um, until I actually had to make a living out of it, and it was really hard. So then I worked at this one place real quick, uh, with with my friend Matt, just doing like quick design work, turning it around for like this printing company. It was like half printing company, half design studio type of thing. It was very uh, testosterone filled. There was a lot of cursing and screaming and yelling at each other, and like a lot of like not my scene, maybe yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was not a lot of like patting on the back. Yeah. It was just like get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. So we, Matt and I, always call it design boot camp because they, if you did a good job, it was never just like, man, you killed it. It was just like, good, you're done, finish the next thing. Right. You know, so it was like kind of a good way to kind of get into like getting things done, making sure it was good, fast. And, you know, Matt was there for a few years and I only stayed there for like eight months or 10 months. And then we left and we started a design studio. And it's so funny too, because like the world is so different now. Like back then, I was like talking like maybe 2005-ish, um, we were <laughs> like trying to like, how do we get cool work? I was like, I know, let me call up Penguin Books. Hey, do you guys need a designer for your books? And they're like, no, we're good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, I didn't know, like we were just, we were calling up record companies and publishers and stuff and we we're just like, hey, do you guys need designers? And they were like, oh yeah, we'll get back to you. Like not knowing that that's not how you do it, cool. you know? Um, and you know, then we just started working and we would like find, you know, people that would like allow us to do things and little by little we would find our way into places like Yvonne's agency where they were actually doing cool stuff. And out here in Greenport, uh, there was, you know, it was like a, a community that was building into something creative. And it was like a nice album. It's awesome here, man. Yeah. It's so cool. It is. And I'm going to like, my people do it. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved. Well, there's like, We're going to talk. Yeah. Me and you, girl. There's a lot of old buildings. There's a lot of like crazy, like weird stuff that yeah. just was here. Yeah. Well, you know, because of reasons why things would be here. Yeah. But like, you know. The hotel is like, what, 1930, I don't know where they are, 32, something like it's that? It's something like yeah. that. Yeah, right, right, right. But it's, That's you know. History. And then, you know, little by little, we worked into this and that and the other thing. And then, um, you know, before you know it, then people start calling you instead of you calling them. And then you're like, oh, that's how it works. That's right, why right, that I yeah. could not get any work by yeah. saying, like, I can send you designs. If you want, I can work you know? for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. But that's kind of how we did it. So the, the, we're going to go to the chest and the questions here, uh, and then we're going to go to those questions, and we'll kind of speed round them. Sure. Instead, we'll knock them out. We're good. Cool. Rightful. There's, you know, going back like maybe 10 or 15 years before like social media really kicked in, it was a matter of how do you find out how to get someone to pay attention to you? So it was just like, 
okay, I, I can't call up this publisher and just say, hey, let me work for you because they don't know who I am. They don't know if I'm gonna like break into the building and like, you know, slash people or if I'm just gonna like sleep on the, like, the lobby floor. Like they don't know who I am, what I do or anything like that. So it's just kind of like, um, what we were able to do was just like keep trying to work, keep trying to force clients that we could get into good work. Um, and then it was just a matter of like, you know, like I think like Computer Arts Magazine featured us one time in like 2006. And you know, like just trying to find little ways to get exposure for people that don't really know who you are, why you exist or anything like that. So then it was more about like, can I get into one of these design magazines? And you know, like then there was like CMYK Magazine, which was more like student-based, and there's, you know, print and how, communication arts and all that. Computer arts seemed like it was a little easier to get into because it was more or less like very ad-based, so they were like kind of taking whatever content they could get, I guess. Um, I used to love it when I was younger because it was just something to, like more to ingest. But uh, you know, little, bit, little by little, you would you know, get into one of these, get into one of those, and then someone from across the country would see you, or in Europe or something, and you would get different phone calls to do more interesting stuff. And then, then it starts to build, and then you kind of understand how the business works, and you understand how you're supposed to handle yourself. Um, and then it just turns into a thing, and then now you know, social media is just like, everyone's a superstar, so why try hard at anything? You know, so. Um, it, it requires, it, it definitely required a lot of patience and a lot of kind of like determination to try and make something out of nothing. Um, so it, it's nice to be able to look back on that and say, you know, we were able to turn something into, you know, turn nothing into something before it was easy to just like shoot an email or have like an art director at some place like follow me on Instagram. You know, like now it's, I, you know, it's easier for kids to kind of break through, but then it, it was a lot harder and a lot more frustrating and a lot more like, this is, it, this is not a reality that I can be in. Like, even to do something like this where we're sitting here like talking about this, like, this is not a reality for me, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, where it's just like, if you're not, you know, designer one, two, or three, no one cares who you are, no one will ever care who you are. Right. But there's more room for that type of stuff now, and you kind of, people appreciate design more, and, and I think it's just one of those things that people didn't really know that they wanted. So it allows for more people to kind of get their foot into the door easier, I think. And it's just, just about determination to just kind of put yourself out there. Yes. That's not a good speed round. You're also a shitty star guy. I hate okay. kids. You keep it right. These are shorter for now. Okay, cool. Okay, for Brandon, what do you think is the most challenging part of getting new clients in a creative I have nothing to say about this. This is all you. I don't know, man. This, this is always a new challenge. There was a, uh, um, you know, like, when, when you think everything's going great, something terrible will happen and everything goes really bad. So the most challenging thing is the fact that you never know what's coming next. And I think that is uh, the biggest problem that anyone can face, especially in a creative industry. You, you're not guaranteed anything. You can't walk into work one day and just be like, well, today we gotta do this, this, and this, and we're, you know, like some people are booked up for months or whatever, and that's great, but when those months are done, you still don't know what's coming after that, and I think the biggest challenge is knowing what's next. And I've been through times where it's like, this is the greatest year in the world, um, my life, I'm gonna be on easy street for the rest of my life, and then there have been times where I'm just like, wow, I'm gonna have to go learn how to be a mechanic or something where you know people are gonna need me for something besides thinking of how to make something look cool. So I think the greatest challenge is kind of keeping your head above water and just understanding that there's always gonna be someone who wants your perspective 
or is going to want what you do, and you're just going to have to capitalize it when the uh, opportunity presents itself. Perfect. Next question. You've been you've you've been you, you you've been getting with an iPad flow. I, I had it's a, crazy. It's weird to see because because you are like uh, uh, somebody who was adamant yeah. for years about like paper and pencil. This, this is a tactile space. Yeah. You have to do that, and you're an iPad pro guy now. I am. I'm, yeah, I am. I'm so I'm so bad that when my my I, my it's uh, pretty dope though. It's incredible technology. It's well, when my Apple pencil broke, I had to go back to paper for a second. I'm like pinching and zooming on the paper, and I, like my it was just ruined my life. Yeah. Yeah, so I do. I still do little thumbnail sketches and stuff on paper, like in the sketchbooks and stuff. But everything else is pretty much iPad Pro because I can undo. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, from from a tactical standpoint? It's good. You get you get one of those like uh, matte like screen protected things, and it feels like paper. And you. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's that's fun. Cool. That's that's fun. Yeah. Send me or give me money, right? I'm gonna buy one of those. All right. Uh, let's keep going. For landing big clients, what do you recommend? Uh, well, I'm Sicilian, so I have a lot of uncles that can like, you know, visit people in case there's things that I don't like how they. <laughs> All these things tie in together. Like it has to be with how you how you conduct yourself, the type of work that you're putting out there, the people that you surround yourself with, the way that you're putting stuff out there, like the the people that you can find to you know feature your work. Big, you like. It's, I've tried to like go out after big clients, like, hey, you guys, we should do this. And it's like, cool. And then that's it. You know, like it just, it doesn't, for the most part, it doesn't happen. I think those, those opportunities are few and far between. I think what you really need to do is continue to push yourself, continue to push yourself, and prove, you know, what a force you are, and then big clients will come to you. In, in my experience, that's all you can do. I'm sure other people have better answers to that, but for me, I've, you know, I've never, I've never had like a crazy internship or worked for a crazy agency, so I don't have any connections like that, or I never did. Um, so it's just like constantly just fighting to find my way into something, and then try to make the best of it, and then try to propel myself that from from that thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, and use them as building blocks. And that's I, it's it's the only way I know how, and that's probably the only way I can give the advice for it. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. I'm staying out of the way. You realize this, right? I'm, I'm hitting like a new stride in these yeah, last 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> Next question. All right, from Brett. How do you build hype for an apparel company when it feels like everybody and their deranged uncle is coming out with shirts these days? You could not have asked a better guy for this question, really. I mean, you, you've managed to like yeah. build a real like fashion brand. Well, you? the only thing that what you got, I mean, people will constantly be doing a ton of everything. The only thing you have to do is just be better. Like right. that's it. You just have to make be people give a shit. Yeah. yeah, you just have to be better and give something for somebody to like grab onto. So like there could be a billion t-shirt brands out there, but there's some kid, you know, somewhere, some, you know, like in their parents' house, like with some the sickest drawings ever, like screen printing them on their own t-shirts in the garage. And that is like the next big thing. Like right. there's there's always somebody better, there's always someone with a better idea. So you just have to be that person and and make someone want to have 
something that you do more than something that someone else does. Yeah. So, you know, just be better. Yeah. That's all. There was there was plenty beforehand, you know, like there, that wasn't the right, first yeah. one. Like there was, it's really failure right. to failure yeah. to failure yeah. until you find a place where you can be better. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is like find your niche, find a way to, to really make it seem like something. And then that's, you know, then you can capitalize once people finally see that there mean, you know, right. there's something to but, it. But the niche has to be based off of your values because otherwise that kind of like, the standard is not upheld. So it's like, right. you, know, you know what I mean? It's, right. it so it's like, sense. like people throw around the word niche, like, oh, like it's a niche audience, like entry level designers is the niche audience. But that's not what I'm basing this off of. I'm basing this off of my core convictions and then scaling that through my podcast. Yeah. If you're not that guy, it's not gonna work. Just like if you have like an entire, uh, whatever the accent was, and all of a sudden you don't do that accent anymore, people like, what the fuck? So like, you stray away from your values, it's not the same thing. Right. Differentiate or die is part of it, but also the other part of it is like, if you don't believe it, like you, you can right. write it down on a piece of paper, like that's my mission statement, but it's not. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, your, you know, it's your life. I mean, it's easier for me to deal with because I don't have like a thousand people behind me trying to like, tell me, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. Right. I do it the way that I feel and then that's it. That's the end. And then your wife created the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Cool, <laughs> perfect. All right, next question. How do you open the gate to get crazy when you don't allow yourself to? Um, I, you know, I don't know how I, I work myself into this position, but I'm, I'm in a place where the majority of what I do is crazy stuff. So I, I think people come to me expecting me to be kind of weird and kind of crazy. So you're surprisingly normal. Your your aesthetic looks like you'd be like punching holes to the wall. You don't like, know me well. Hello, though. welcome to my humble abode. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm also older now. Yeah. You know, like a lot of those things have settled down yeah. a little bit. When we first met, you, I was I was talk, I brought something up about like uh, like being non-confrontational. You're like, nah, I used to punch people in the fucking head. Like, well, I, used to, <laughs> like, I used to fight back in the day. I mean, not even back in the day. At the re at the uh, the magazine release for the Great Discontent, I spoke there and then got into a fight on Greenpoint Avenue. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> so, it doesn't totally go away. Yeah, I it's mean, it, it's I mean that's but that's part of like who I am. It's part of how I grew up. It's just part of like things that we you know we, like I was used to like being in hardcore bands and it's always like an aggressive. Right. You know, yeah. attitude towards that. You, got, you have the, the testosterone that I do not have. Well, you're, you you're a man. I can't do anything with you. I am, a, I am a boy. Okay, cool. How, Sammy, how many more questions do we have left? Oh, we added two. Two more left? Okay, yeah, I'll try to. I'll We're going to close go it off after that. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Just do the suit up. Okay, cool. When someone next time, we're going to mic her next time. How do you feel when you see people wearing your shirts and requests? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. It's different every year. Sometimes it's like hundreds. Sometimes it's like ten. You know, like it kind of is all over the board. Like it depends on what trend is like popular at the time or like how much illustration someone wants. I do a lot less t-shirts now than I used to years ago. Um, I used to do like a shit ton of t-shirts. That was like my bread and butter. But like within the past three to five years, I've been doing like, it's just more branding, it's just, you know, more over overarching kind of stuff. And there was a wave of lettering that I just happened to do lettering stuff. And I was like, here's an opportunity for me to, to ride something. And I got in there. But 
the thing is, is like I knew that was going to be a trend. I knew that was going to be something that crashed hard. And I was like, I don't want to make myself continue to be associated with something that I know is going to get watered down sooner or later. So if you ever read any kind of bio or any description of me or anything, it never says lettering artist or illustrator. It's you know, designer. You know, branding, creative direction, that type yeah. of stuff. Because that is really you what are I like do. a multidisciplinary. Like you really are. Like. I'm more of a designer. I think that stuff I kind of fell into because that's how I always just used to do things. Right. It's always easier for me to draw something than to like vectorize something because yeah. I still can't do that. I still don't know how to use Illustrator. Well, your work, <laughs> you, from what I understand from talking to you, your work is your natural hand. That's, that's just what. Yeah, it's just how. That's it how is. John draws. I can't do it yeah. any other way. I just do what I do, and then that's it. But you know, like. But kids copy you, which is so crazy. I, I mean. It's great, you know, and like, and like, as you know, as the question said, like, I like to see my stuff out in the wild. It still makes me feel good to see that. Yeah. There was one thing that happened to me years and years ago um, before I started the studios when I was still freelancing when I was a kid. And uh, I, I met this girl at a friend's party that supposedly lived like a couple houses down from me that I never saw in my life. And she was like, Oh, so what do you do? Um, like, oh, I'm a designer. She's like, oh, what have you done that I've seen? And like, in my head, I was just like, nothing. Yeah. You've never seen anything that I've done. Right. And it, it instantly, it was just like, I'm not doing this for nothing. I'm doing this because I want to be able to make an impact somewhere. Right. And hearing stuff like that over the course of a lifetime is enough to, to get it in there. And, you know, like, seeing my stuff, it doesn't matter how much I see it or where I see it. It's it's always it's always fun because right. that's the reason why I do it is to like walk outside and be like oh shit look right. you know I won't tell anybody and I'm not gonna Instagram it and right. stuff like that and be like look yeah. at how, you know but it's just, for me personally it's a really you know fun thing and it, right. I have I have goals that I set for myself and things that I'm just like this is where I want to be in five years ten years twenty years fifty years whatever right. and to to know that I'm you know I've been able to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do is always gonna you know. Give, put a smile on my face. It's not necessarily going to keep me on cloud nine for like a year. You know, it's like a quick thing. It's like, oh, that's cool. And then that's right. it. And then moving on, you know? Well, I think too, like the, the part that I thought was the coolest, I'm going to do one more question from Instagram Live and we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I remember I was working at Radical Media on a really fun project. Cool people, by the way. Radical Media, they're cool. You should probably like, reach out to them. I think you guys could like something they were kind of like, they're really great. Uh, I was working with them one day, and then outside the building, there was this truck, and I was like, that's John Contino. I know that truck is John Contino. American food, what, I want to get their name right, because they're really nice guys. Ooh, Yankee Doodle Dandy? Yeah, Yankee yeah. Doodle Dandy. Yeah, it's like called, the ultimate, like, crazy Americana. Yeah, yeah it's Yankee yeah, Doodle right. Dandy. They put, like, a flag in your food and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, they're and, fun. Yeah. And I saw them, and I, like, sent you some, like, really ugly selfie of myself. I'm like, oh, my God, I see, like, this is the truck. This is your truck. And uh, those guys talked about how they were a regular food truck, mm -hmm. and then you transcended their business, like, exponentially, they just grew and grew, and it's crazy, and, like, they have a brand, and, like, they feel it, and, like, seeing that on such a, a small scale really gave me inspiration for young designers, because it's like, you know, the food truck, you know, it's like, it's like a wrap. Well, you need... But you change their friggin' life you need forever. A, but you need a client that's going to be open to it also. Like, you can go into anybody, you can just be like, this is, I guarantee this is going to be amazing, and if they're not receptive to it or ready to accept something like right. that, it's not going to, it needs to be a two-way street. Yeah, well, it's not like a run-of-the-mill branding identity. No, no he was fucking, just like, he was like, please. It was, a, it, was a, it was like a chicken dressed up like a patriot playing on a drum. <laughs> Only something that John Contino could do, so that's cool. <laughs> All right, so let's do... Let's do one more question. And uh, uh, 
What is their, their handle, by the way? Because they were really nice and kind to me, and they shared their story. I don't know. It's Yankee Doodle Dandy. It's, it's, Yankee a, food, it's a food, food truck. truck food like, Truck USA. Something like something Food Truck like USA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really I, good guys. I feel bad that I don't remember. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's just, it's just a handle. But yeah. they were really cool guys. If you search for them, you'll find them. All right, go. All right, from Ivan. How do you create... Is this the same Ivan? Yeah, he's like killing it. I okay, love cool. this guy, Ivan. Cool. <laughs> Ivan, if you're watching, I love you. What's the, what's the last name? Yeah. Oh, he's here? He's in the house? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> He's calling from inside the house. Yes. Uh, how do you create your own little signature or trademark style so you can recognize your work like it go forward? It's it's all it's all I What I was the last part, for example? Like he's comparing it to Van Gogh, which is great. Oh wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not giving you Van Gogh. <laughs> I then might. Um Jesus, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Van Gogh personally, so I can't speak for him. Oh. He's from Long Island. He never made it out. He never made, oh, it. He never made it out to the island, so he doesn't matter. I used to know Vinnie Van Gogh down at the handball class. Hey, we're making sandwiches over here. Um, again, I, I mean, like, I, I hate to keep repeating myself, but I think it all comes down to just being yourself, using your own experiences as a filter, and just whatever you have to do. It's just, it, let it be your vision. Don't let it be like, you know, everyone has a mood board or a style or something that they're aiming for, but like, it doesn't mean you have to hit that thing exactly. Just yep. take it and, and just run with it the only way that you now have, you know? Exactly. And it's just, don't worry about how anyone's going to respond to it. Don't worry about like what, you know, like what people, what you think people think is acceptable. Or, you know, like there always has to be a Nike or an Apple or somebody to break the mold because when those when all those companies start, there's always friction, there's always someone like, you can't do this, you can't do that. But that's exactly when you should be doing all those things. You know, so the best thing I can always say is if you want to create your own style, if you want to do that, you don't have to create it. There's nothing to create. You have your own style already. You just have to let it go. Right. And that's all it is. For sure. I mean, it's super easy. It's just yeah. We got one more question, is that okay? Oh, I've been struck again. Well, tell Ivan to stop being so egocentric. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan, by the way. Is that Brent Bates? Is that Brent Bates, is it? Oh, Brent, Brent, Brent's, Brent's a good guy. Yeah. Um, how to succeed on Instagram? I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> he sucks. Can I run your social? Can we talk about that? Let's do that. Yeah, what was it? Can I run your social? I'll do it. I'll do the website. Go ahead. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Studio knows. Uh, so in, in closing, this weekend, I never really thought about how to, how to wrap this thing up, but I guess I'll do it now. You know, like... I think this, the, the themes that we see with Juan and with Ahmed and with everyone here are just kind of like these guiding principles of like having humility, being yourself. This shit's really obvious. I mean, it's not like nothing that I think anyone, not, you know, like take this, I, I don't mean it like this, but nothing that anyone said this week has been like all that like breakthrough, but they're just being themselves and ex exposing their vulnerability. They're kind of putting it out there, and like they're a little bit quirky, but they kind of like they kind of live into that, you know. It's like so we, we come from a, uh, the design field. It's always like perfectly curated, and it's been kind of this representation. But I think that in order to succeed moving forward, and the reason why I started this initiative is to have a conversation that's more nuanced, a conversation that encourages you to be self-aware and to like Ahmed said to like you know to believe that you are capable of greatness. 
and you know, like one, you know, we talked about like all, all this different stuff, but like you kind of echo like that same that same idea and just kind of like believing in yourself and, and doing all that. And then you know, Jessica kind of like you know taking not looking at networking like you're sending into a black hole, but like people are people. People are vulnerable. People have shitty things happen in their life. They sell out to sound new green port and find out that somebody close to them has cancer in like the same day. That's how life is. Yeah. That's the reality of yeah. it. It's not, you know, all dressed in black and everyone's perfectly cured and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Like that's not reality. The reality is the struggle. And it's and it's a fight. And you gotta hang in there and like leg it out. And the biggest thing that I want people to leave with this weekend when they go home is like, what do I wanna do? How do I do that for the rest of my life? And just like chase fulfillment, chase happiness, and you know, it's 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 weird because it sounds so hippy dippy, but when you like deploy these things in your life, I don't you, think, you end up with a soundy report. I, I mean, don't, I don't think it's a hippy type of thing. I think that that might using that analogy might ignore the struggles. Yeah. I think I think what you have to do is embrace the struggles and use them to grow. You know, like through all the hardships and stuff that I've been through, you know, up until today, there's the only thing that keeps me going is the fact that I know that I'm fighting against something. Yeah. You know, and that and anyone who who makes it seem like it's easy or that it's you know everything is roses is bullshit. You should not be able to listen to a thing that they say. It's, it's all very hard. It's all a lot of work. Um, it's it's worth it to put in a lot of work. I mean, I mean, you know. I got myself sick because I haven't slept in two weeks. Yeah. You know, like, it, yeah. it's, it's things like that that happen. You know, it's, see, there, there are people who tell you, you know, like, if you're going to work really hard, you shouldn't be one of those people that sacrifice your life for it. You know, there's, like, the good kind of way to work and the bad kind of way. And, and I think all that is bullshit. And, you know, maybe it's coming from me, but I think if you really want to be something special, part of it is, you, yes, you do have to sacrifice yourself. Like, you've never heard a story about anyone in the past that's been special that hasn't sacrificed something of themselves right. to do something that they think is worth doing. Yep. You know, like, you know, for all the people who just, like, don't work late nights and don't do this and don't do that. I Success is not for everyone. I don't, agree, I don't agree with that. I think if you want to be successful, there's no, there's no off button. You have to, you have to start. There is no off. That's a thousand outside. downloads. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, you just have to go. Like, if you care to do anything... It's it's in you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's it. You don't stop. You don't take a break. There is there is none of that. There is no off. You just do it and you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going and it'll get easier for a little bit and then you get then it's like boring and then you're like okay well I need to do something else then right. and then you fight against something else and you just there should never be a point where you're just like oh, I'm sitting back and that's right. and everything's great. You should always be struggling. You should always be trying your best. You should always be trying to make yourself better, make things around you better, and 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 constant. You know, you should constantly be learning. You should constantly be taking advice from people, which, you know, I always had a lot of trouble with doing. But you know, my wife definitely helps me right. to be a little less thick-headed right, right. about certain things. But it's you know, it, it's you can learn it. You can, it's like it's all out there. Like, it's weird. Like one of the hardest things for me was coming to terms with the fact that it's like, oh. All the answers are there. I'm just lazy. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, you can do it. You can do it. To, you can learn it all. It's all right. It's all right at your fingertips. To me, to me, the people, the word that people misuse the most is hustle. And you see people talk about like hustle all the time. Hustle this. Hustle that. Blah 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 blah. 
But like the people who are hustling do not talk about hustling. The people who are hustling don't have time to talk about hustling because they're too busy working. You know, and the people who are constantly talking about it and trying to tell you like how to do this and how to like hustle this thing and hustle that thing. Like, <laughs> the, the, like if you think about hustling before like Instagram, it was like drug dealers and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. It's like, oh, you're hustling. You're right. like flipping shit on eBay. It's like yeah. people who were just like doing whatever they can to like try and make a buck. You know, like that's, that, that was like hustling, like doing whatever you can to try and make something. Right. And it used to have like a negative connotation, but now it's like very flowery and Pinteresty. Right, right. You know, right. but yeah. like, that's why it's just like hard work, you know, pays off. It's not a hashtag; it's a verb. It's a thing that you do. Yeah, and I think, it, and I think you're not looking for you're not looking for numerical value and how good you are, how liked you are. You're looking for if you're doing something that you enjoy, that you feel like is is able is making an impact in a way that makes you feel good about what you're doing, and and if you are taking that to a point where you know other people might be appreciating it, you know whether whether you care or not. It's, it shows that you're, you're, you're starting to make a dent, right. and you're starting to do something that you intended on doing from day one. Right. So, you know, if you, have to do, if you have to do that forever and work 24 hours a day in order to be able to feel, like for me, I'm, like, it's, it's hard to just like sit down and just be okay with the day if I feel like I haven't done what I have to do, or I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not being the best that I can be. Like, I'm not gonna sit down, I'm not gonna sleep that night, because I just feel like, I didn't do a good job, and right. I'm not. I'm not reaching the potential that I feel like I should be at. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's perfect. And you know, like, it's weird. I'm. I'm. It's like I say so much, and I'm so verbose, and I, I talk so much that it's like everything that I say, I feel like I'm like the boy who cries wolf, because I'm like this is like you know, my wife can attest to this. Like we'll go out, we'll go out, and it'll be like you know, like this is the greatest cheeseburger I've ever had. I'm always like very like emphatic about things, but like. Biggest thing I can say to people like like leaving this weekend is, is like at the end of the day when you're faced with that with those, those health problems, you're faced with that stuff and you look at life for what it really is, for these amazing experiences, my relationship with Dustin, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with everyone in this room, it's like at the end of the day, you get one shot. Yeah. What are yeah. you what are you gonna do with it? Right. Because that, that's you're, all you got. You're right. I even tell that to clients too. Like I'll sit down and this is like, this is my sales technique. I go, listen, you're gonna die one day, so let's do something cool. Exactly. But it works. Yeah, for sure. When you, when you think it's gonna end tomorrow, you start living your life a little bit differently. Yes, of course. Anyway, listen, guys, thank you so much. So grateful. Thank you. Give it up for John. I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you again. Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe to iTunes. All right, have a wonderful day. Peace.